What is going on, everyone? And welcome back into another episode of Expected Bets for your weekly NHL podcast presented by the Odds Breakers. On this week's episode, we'll be breaking down the three games for Wednesday, February 22nd, and our best bets for Thursday, February 23rd. Before we get into that, let's bring in the rest of the crew. Franco, how are we doing there? Feeling good. A um, little bit of a crappy sleep tonight, but... Yeah. Um, it'll be nice to break it down. It should be pretty easy and look a little bit towards some tomorrow and see if we can find some value there too. Yeah. Betsky, how are we doing out in Arizona? Doing good. Uh went down to Tucson last night to see Unwound who killed it, and there was a giant rainstorm on my way up uh this morning and it got to the point I like couldn't see maybe ten feet in front of me. Jeez. So that was that was a hell of a way to wake up, but <laughs> Yeah, that's something. All right, let's get into the slate for today here. We have Winnipeg taking on the New York Islanders here. Um, Looking at the slate here, I don't think I have a particular play in terms of the money line or side or total here. Excuse me. Uh, Do you guys have any plays on the side, a side or a total? I'm I'm liking the under. Yep. Winnipeg have been keeping it real low lately. I think it was three out of their last 10, if I remember correctly, it were uh, lower than six goals total. Um, They're not shooting all that much. They're kind of just getting timely scoring too. We haven't really seen that top six have like big multi-point nights in a while. I mean, it's a dangerous offense still, but it, it it seems like they're getting a little bit of lack of support from anyone not named Morrissey, Connor, Shifley. That's about it right now. I mean, I feel like Ehler and uh, um, Wheel- well, Wheeler's been all right, but I feel like Ehler's kind of been a little sluggish lately, and Perfetti's kind of slowed down a touch. So, yeah, leaning leaning on the under here. Yeah, they've gone under an eight of their last ten. Just pulling that, it up. Okay, too. cool. So, yeah, at yeah. under six or under five point five. Yeah, uh, just under in their games. Majority have been at six. Okay, so yeah, Frank, I mean, Hellbuck's yeah. been great, right? Like, yeah, I I had bet a couple props on the Rangers a couple of nights ago, and that was didn't end well for me as I'm just watching him make fifty saves or whatever it ended up being. Um. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, both of these goalies have like that potential any given night to shut the door completely and make any of your best look stupid. So that, that under might might be a, a nice play here, actually. Yeah, I, the money lines are really tempting because it's, it's at a nice price and it's really a coin toss between the two. I think I like the Jets a little bit more with Barzell being out. But I feel like Islanders players play the Jets fairly well. And generally when two teams are kind of built very similarly, I kind of lean on unders and then the home team. Yeah, I would agree here. I I think I only have uh, one look here, one or two looks here in terms of props. Uh, Look at Noah Dobson over half a point here. He's hitting four of his last five. Overall, and he's hit in each of his last three games um, in terms of matchups here. He hit in his last matchup, which is last year against the Jets. So it's at minus 105 on DraftKings right now. So I don't think that's too bad of a look. But 
like you'd mentioned too, it's tough just when you try to take player props here, um, when you expect kind of an under matchup. I don't know if you guys had any other looks here uh, for player props. Does anybody want to talk about the Anders in the room? Yeah, I had I had him as well, but I'll leave. I'll I'll give that to you. You could take him. Is that what you're going to bring up, Franco? Yeah, I mean, so I like Lee and and Nelson. So you can hit Lee. I'll hit Nelson. How about sure. That? So <laughs> the awesome NHL capper Griffey. Make sure to give him a follow if you're not already. But I feel like most people here probably are following him. Uh, pointed out and sent himself like a text reminder to that whenever the Islanders play the Jets to bet on a Anders Lee goal because he has like 13 goals in his last 16 games and I think there may be multi-goal games so he's like hit six, 13 out of 16 times he's played them in his career so there's only three games where he doesn't have a goal against them it's insane yeah it's crazy because like it goes it spans like all the way back to yeah forever ago and because these teams don't play a lot so it's it's hard to take it in too much when when you see that but at the same time it's like holy crap why what does this guy have against this team (laughs) you always wonder right that's why yeah i'm looking at it now that his goals are crazy i think in only three games against the jets he hasn't scored but in every game besides one he's recorded a, a point and that's what minus 132 tonight on fanduel for Andersley over half a point. Yeah, I mean, so that's that's the big thing, right? You're getting discounts on either side. Like if you if you like a side, I mean, it doesn't hurt to back some of these guys to get a point cuz a lot of guys that normally aren't going to be below that like minus 140 threshold um are there. You know, Blake Wheeler's minus 126, du- Dubois minus 134, Ehlers minus 128. Lee minus one thirty two. Like you, you don't usually see those numbers. Let's put it that way. So, if you like, if you like any of these guys, or you like a side, it doesn't hurt to maybe back some of their studs here. Then you wanted to bring up Nelson as well. You said you had Nelson. So yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, he he's he's been so hot recently. I mean, both him and Lee look great recently. Um, obviously, they're on different lines now. They, you know. Historically, probably they were on that same line in some of those matchups in the past, but he does have a goal in three of his last four against them. And I think he has four goals in his last three games, Nelson. So just, it, again, it's, it's more of just a, a pivot. Like I might just sprinkle each of them for like a half or a quarter unit and just kind of see how it goes. Cause I don't want to go so hard against Hellebuck again after getting burned the other day. Um, the other look I like though is Morrissey shots. So the Islanders have actually been conceding a decent amount of shots recently. Um, Winnipeg's not the best team to target for shot attempt, you know, shots for, I guess. But Morrissey actually, in his last two two games against them last year, he hit um, he had five and three against them. Um, more recently, he's been kind of inconsistent, but the teams he's missed against. You know, New New Jersey and, and the Rangers are kind of tough. Where he's he smashed a couple teams like Columbus and Seattle and St. Louis. So I, I don't mind it. He's a plus money. You, again, you usually don't see him at that number. So just another look here. 
Yeah, I think that's it for this one. Uh, we can move on to the next matchup here. We have Calgary at Arizona. Uh, Arizona opened at plus 170 and have since shifted to plus 185 here. The over-under also increased from six to six and a half here. Uh, in this matchup, I have the over uh, six here. I grabbed it earlier today. We talked about it before the game or before the podcast even started here, but just looking at the goalies here, I mean, uh, Veltmika has been pretty good this year, but he has struggled uh, as of late, allowing uh, five or more in two of his last three starts. Obviously, you'd love to see Markstrom in that tonight, but uh, Vladar was confirmed earlier today, and he also struggled in his last start, allowing five against Detroit, who hasn't been great offensively this season. Um, I think we see kind of a 3-3 matchup heading into the third. That's my kind of expectations here. Um, maybe the winner coming in OT, but I think it's going to be a tighter matchup um, than what the money line kind of uh, indicates here. So I don't know if you guys have any plays on the money lines or the totals in this one. Well, Yotes have not beaten the Flames in a while good while and i'm looking at kind of the the matches between the two teams and they've only won three times against the flames since the 1819 season um and that that a lot of that was when the coyotes were still in the pacific too so they saw each other a good amount of times um but arizona's just been so good at home their home record is something absurd like 16 and 8 so it's it's been a challenge and and veggie's been able to steal certain games even though he, he isn't you know he still allows a couple goals in but the team's been able to keep up with the with the scoring pace they've been able to keep up with most teams physicality it's not a bad look for an underdog today I'm personally not taking it. Maybe I'm convincing myself to sprinkle a little bit and have some fun watching them. So it's like a win-win whether they lose or win for me. Um, but I, 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 this is one of those teams that the Coyotes just don't match up well against. They typically don't match up the best against some of the more physical teams in the league. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my two cents. I, I think I'm, I've convinced myself I'm going to do a half unit on Yotes money line just to secure the loss. So just do the opposite. Look, yeah. They're feisty, man. I yeah. mean, they are. They, they, they're fun to watch kind of. I, I yeah. did not think I'd be saying that coming into the season. That no, I know. Because last year I feel like they were pretty much an unbettable team as yep. far as props go. or And now Keller's been pretty reliable because like last year even his point prop was like a bad bad odds for the amount he was hitting, you know, he would hit like six times in a 10 games period of time, but it would be minus 180. where now it's like he's hitting in seven to eight and, and, and chunks and it's around the same amount. Um, yeah. You have several guys too on the coyotes that you can target tonight. It feels like, I mean, obviously, you have, yeah, you have Bukestad, Krause, Hayton. Yeah. I mean, there's three or four guys, which, like I said, at the start of the year, you didn't expect to really love any Arizona Coyote shots on gold prop, maybe outside of Keller. Yeah, and and I would say he's been even better than last year. Chikrin's 
obviously awesome too. Um, but he's being held out until they trade him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a shame, man. I, I, I was know. really enjoying betting his props. It's it sucks that he's off the board. Yeah, but I know we just we just traded defenseman Dyson Mayo for Shea Weber, so maybe maybe Shea will come back and uh, start pounding them out now. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? Holy no. crap! <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, like Calgary's just not a team I'm going to be looking for shots against. So pretty much. Give me a Flames name. If if the odds are halfway decent, you are probably got a decent shot of it hitting tonight because the sh- Flames have been shooting a good amount and Yotes have been really leaking shots against. Yes, the two names that came out for, in terms of matchup-wise, you have Lindholm and Hannafin, who have each recorded over one and a half shots uh, in each of their four previous matchups against the Yotes. Obviously, the odds aren't great tonight on those guys, but in terms of matchup history, maybe they're parlay pieces. So that's all I have. Franco, do you have any plays in this one? Yeah, I was surprised to see how down Lindholm's shot volume in general is this year. He just hasn't been that guy, I guess. In general, the Flames just haven't been the team that they were last year. They they used to be the team to target. And yeah, I feel but... like I can't ever really figure out who it's going to be, if it's going to be Kadri or if it's going to be Toffoli. I mean, Toffoli, I guess, has been the most consistent, but um, I do like Vimelka saves here. It's 32 and a half on most books. I did see Vandals up to 33 and a half for some reason, but um, I feel like Calgary just shoots a ton. And and like you said, instead, instead of trying to figure out who the hell it's going to be in these games like this, I'd rather just take that goalie saves over. Um, I I think that the Coyotes can keep it close enough that they won't be pulling Pamelka here. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that. Um, Dubé point kind of sticks out a little bit. Um, he's hitting four of his last five, um, including a couple multi-point games. And his last two games against them, he's had, he's recorded points against them. So I do like that. And I and I do like Keller assist. I mean, you get a plus one of four. He has a decent track record against them, and like you said, Betsky, he's been hot. I I don't see why. I don't mind backing these guys on Arizona when, when you're getting a good number on them. It's not like the Flames have been shutting out teams. They're, yeah, they're not yeah. that shutdown team like they were last year, so I don't mind that either. Yeah. All right, I guess we can move on to the last match of the night here, Chicago at Dallas here. Chicago's coming off a back-to-back where they defeated – the Golden Knights in overtime last night. Keen, that was a crazy highlight. I don't know if you guys saw that one, but Keen just blasting one, um, just miss, just missing the buzzer in OT. Um, so he's he's been playing great lately, and you just wonder where he's going to end up in a few weeks. Um, obviously, New York's at the top of the radar, but I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um, in terms of a cider total here, do you guys have any plays, or is this player props for Dallas? Maybe Dallas team total, huh? Yeah. Especially with Dallas at home. Um, oh, you know what? I take that back. <laughs> it was like 3.5 and like minus 179. So that'd have to be like a parlay piece too. 
Um, Would have any interest in the over though? Like Chicago has been kind of scoring recently. I know they have. Yeah, disgusting to, to, want <laughs> to see that to to want to back them to like be productive at all. You know, but I I know it's it does worry me against, against Dallas too. I mean, I could see this easily being a four one game. Yeah, I agree. But Kane has some crazy history versus Dallas for some reason, too. So he's pretty productive about versus them. But at the same time, it's really easy to kind of forget that Kane's been like an over point per game player in the league for most of his career. So when I look back at stats versus teams, it's like, well, how much can I really dig into that? Because he is not the same, even though lately he's been great. Um. So I mean, yeah, his shot is his shot way different. It. He's way different this year than he was even last year. I know. So it's, it's bad. I, di- I didn't think he was going to be that much different than last year. You know, yeah. I didn't think he was going to have a huge fall off from last year. The the talent the the talent around him has just been completely different. Yeah. So, yeah. They, you know, losing to Brink is huge. Yeah. That's it's easy as that. So. Um, any player props here? I have one, uh, Heiskanen over two and a half shots on goal. Um, but let me pull up his stats here. That's kind of all I have. I looked at uh, Marshman, but the odds are just crazy on that one. I think he's up to minus 200, uh, for over one and a half. But Heiskanen's hitting four of his last five, uh, four of his last four actually, um, at home. He's hit in each of his last three. And then if you look at a larger sample size, four of his last five in terms of matchups, um, he missed in his last game against Chicago, but hit before that. And in his last uh, seven against Chicago, he's hit in five of his last seven. So Chicago also gives up, has given up the second most shots on goal to defensemen in the last five games. So I think at this point, his odds have shifted to a parlay piece, but I do like Heiskanen a lot tonight. I agree with with him. Um, like you said, though, probably only a parlay piece for me. Um, I, I'll have to figure out what I want to do with him, but I'll likely be on him in some capacity tonight. Yeah. Yeah. The only other one I'm really kind of eyeing is speaking of Kane, Kane shots, because it is at 3.5. I know it's Dallas. It's not a great target. He has some history where he's kind of hit that, I think, like two out of his last four times at least. Uh, versus Dallas, and um, I mean, he's he's playing to get traded now. So you see this time and time again where these players really kind of step up. Deadline's what March third, so next Friday. So and he's been so bad most of the season. It's it's like he all of a sudden got the memo, or like the agent finally called him. It's like, dude, you need to get better if you want to go to the Rangers or whoever's interested in you. Um. And then I've heard some rumors where Dallas is interested in acquiring him too. So maybe he's going to have that extra motivation to have a little bit of a showcase for them. So his shots are plus 128 on FanDuel right now, over 3.5. He's been really bad at that all season. He's hit five and seven shots his last two games. So something to consider. I like the plus money there. Yeah, maybe they just leave him in Dallas tonight and say, here you go. Here's your exactly. prize after the game. Uh, all right, for tomorrow, we have a loaded slate here. I think we have 10 games on tap. Uh, I'll start with you here, Franco. Obviously, we'll have kind of our best bets come out tomorrow. 
we were great last time. I think shot props and everyone else kind of hit. So that was a nice four for four. So expect that graphic to come out tomorrow with our official best bets. But in terms of games you're looking to target here, do you have uh, a side or total that you're kind of looking to maybe kind of verify tomorrow or just kind of uh, like as of now? Well, there's two players that I really want to target tomorrow, um, one of which is Ovechkin. If he is coming back, then the word is that he will likely be back. This will be his first game back since his father passed, and he gets to go against the Ducks. So, hooray, right? Yeah, yeah. that's a match made in heaven for shots on goal. For everyone Probably besides gambler. the Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean – there's not a lot of history, of course, between these two teams. Um, I looked at it. He's two games in the last three years. He's averaging four shots a game. But I think with that added motivation, you have to look at his shot props and his goal prop tomorrow in that matchup, especially with how much I feel like it's been like amplified the last couple of weeks. Anaheim, they've just they've gotten like worse somehow. I don't, I don't know how it's possible, but I feel like they went from allowing like 35 to 36 shots a game to like 45 shots a game or something ridiculous at this point, it seems like. So I, I know they played Florida and that obviously hurts a lot, but I, I definitely want to look at, at that there. But the, the game that I really like is, is the Oilers and Pens. I think, I think that's going to be a fun game. I think it'll be high scoring. So I might look at the over there depending on the goalie matchup and I just I think t- targeting props there is going to be pretty pretty good. You can pretty much go either way. I think um, look at both goalies for saves. Look at Crosby assists um, and look at some goal props there. So that'll probably be what I'm going to be looking at for more. Yeah, I agree with the Edmonton uh, pet game. I had that over a circle. It's tough though too. Now it's set at seven plus money, but um, I was playing around on a barstool with the uh, total. You can move it to six and a half and at six and a half, it's minus 160. So I don't think that's really playable uh, at this point. So you're right. That maybe just be a prop game. One game. One thing. Yeah. Go sorry. Ahead. Sorry to cut you off. So what, one thing I've been kind of messing with, I, I haven't done it like the last week or so, but if it totals too high like that, you're looking like a seven and it's just like, you know, obviously you can look live and stuff like that, but a game like that with these two teams a, a both teams to score in the first period is usually going to be around like plus 120. Even in a game like that, I, I think you know, a tighter matchup will be like around plus 160, but that might be like an alternative way to go. Kind of you, you grab that pregame and then if it's a little slow and you can get a six and a half or six live, you can sprinkle that as well. But I I've been really liking th- that as like a way to get in pregame without grabbing that seven line, which is just, ridiculous to grab so just something to think about yeah i like that uh look for sure one game i have two games actually that i was looking at tomorrow uh buffalo at tampa bay buffalo's coming off a tough loss against toronto they were down five nothing heading into the third battled back a little bit um but they're plus 190 on the road here they've been great on the road this year uh all season especially as of late and I get uh, Tampa Bay's been pretty dominant at home, 22-4-2. and two. Um, But to grab the Sabres at plus pretty much 200 as of now on the road seems like a little bit of value. Even the plus one and a half uh, could be a look tomorrow. I usually don't bet on the Sabres a lot, but it feels like a game that they could um, 
hang in there with Tampa Bay. They did so earlier this season, losing six to five um, to them in overtime. So they played them tight once this year. And especially if you can grab that plus one and a half again, I think that's a decent look. Another game I liked too was Boston and Seattle here. Um, Boston's been great as of late, winning their last four, um, pretty much just dominating those games too, holding their opponents to two goals or less in each of those four games. You look at Seattle too, and Seattle's kind of fallen off as of late too. They've lost their last one, four nothing to San Jose. So that is a concern that they're going to come out hot in their next one. But um, I do like Boston in that matchup, maybe in regulation too. So, and Seattle already beat them three nothing this year. So, I think Boston's a team too where it's tough to take two uh, against them this year. So those are two games that I'm kind of looking at. Betsky, did you have anything that you're kind of eyeing up for tomorrow? Yeah, I really like that uh, Buffalo-Tampa game as well. And I may be looking to see if we get over 1.5 points um, for point Stammer and Kucherov because I know they've had some success against Buffalo and they weren't very involved against the Ducks. So sometimes I feel like they will kind of have a, you know, quieter game or two or three and the other, the third, fourth, even some of the second liners kind of hold down the fort for them. Um, and then yeah, it's crazy. Especially too, scored six goals in that game. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then, you know, a game like this, especially with Buffalo really trying to push back, I could see maybe the, the superstars on that team kind of having to be the guys that carry them. So, I remember there was a match last year. It was when they were stacking that top line with Point, Cooch, and Stammer. And I think this is when Stamkos was on that insane hot streak. Um, right when Kucherov came back from injury, too. So it was near the end of the season. And they played Buffalo in Buffalo. And I put a unit on all of them for one, over 1.5 point. And I think they all hit within like the first 10 minutes of the game. But I think Buffalo came back and won that one. I think that was the night where the old um, your old announcer retired. Uh, Rick Jenneret. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the last game they played last year, Tampa Bay uh, won five to three. So that was their recent matchup last year. This year was the six to five game. So Buffalo okay. hasn't beaten them in their last four matchups. Maybe it was just that they came back. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be kind of targeting those guys. I do. I, I like I potentially like the Buffalo lean here too, but I definitely think Buffalo is going to give them some hell and, and Tampa's going to need to outrace them if they're going to win. Um, the other game that I'm just can see right here, that should be easy over is Vancouver, St. Louis and St. Louis has been really giving them up again. Vancouver's been giving up goals all season uh, really like that look for for a possible over. Yeah, and then that Minnesota CBGA game looks really tempting. I may lay off of it. Maybe some shot props, but nobody can score on Minnesota lately, and CBJ can't just can't score. Period. I mean, maybe go with the under, but then you've got to risk Minnesota putting up six by themselves. If that it's for Pasalo, I, I might actually look at that under because he's been better than Merzlikens. Yeah. Yeah. When I first looked at the tomorrow slate, that was the one I was like, oh, okay, that's gonna be that's gonna be where I 
put a lot of chips in, but not now my, the more I think about and dissect it a little bit more, eh, I think that's the trap game of the of the night. But yeah, it's yeah, tough I think. Too. Go ahead, Frank. Minnesota's found a goalie. It looks like man. Yeah, he looks good. He looks really good. Every time I watch him, he makes a ton of saves. And I mean, L- LA wasn't a slouch last night, and he essentially shut them out. He gave <laughs> they gave a goal with like. 20 seconds left or something like that but yep he looked great so yeah and that, that's jersey and king's game could be kind of interesting too yeah i the other game that i had interest in was calgary coming off a of back-to-back tonight against vegas and just really seeing what they put up tonight uh to kind of gauge what type of effort you're gonna get out of them t- tomorrow but at this rate they've been so unpredictable it's it's hard yeah. to even tell kind of what they're gonna put forward each night and Vegas has been tough lately too. Yeah. Yeah, they look they look good again. It's it's crazy how the shift happens. The all-star yeah. break hits and now they look like a dominant team again. Yeah. That they can really just kind of stranglehold teams and keep them keep the uh on ice activity really low. <laughs> they're yeah. they're getting uh, they're making other teams play low event hockey it seems like. Yeah. They, that, they just get this good. It is. It is. I mean, it's just a ton of big players. And then he got some top end skill with Eichel, who's was really cold when he came back from injury, but it seems like he's now starting to string some some games together. I, I really wish Stone was still in the lineup because they, they were really fun to watch when he was there, too. But yeah, that Thompson news, too, is trying to figure out if he's going to be back for their playoff push is going to be interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah. They've really kind of split up all their lines. Like Chandler Stevenson, I believe, is on centering the third line, and William Carlson's the second, and Eichel on the first. And they all kind of have hodgepodge wingers, except for maybe all star Paul Cotter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, so our- is Stone toast? Like, or is, does he have any kind of potential to come back? Do you guys know? There's some talk that he may be able to make it for playoffs. Okay. Yeah, I see it's out indefinitely. I saw his place in long term IR, so here here comes that move any day now where they're gonna add. Well, they just they just dumped Shea Weber's cap. Hmm. What if they did something crazy and got like JT Miller? Or uh they Meyer. they're the guy they're the team that gets Meyer, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so silly. <laughs> Tyler Myers? No, my oh, yeah. oh Timo, Timo. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what are you doing? yeah, <laughs> Tyler Myers. Jeez. Oh yeah, no, yeah. that'd be crazy. Timo on that team would be nuts. I just I, don't I think mean, they have the the draft capital to really get it done. Like Miller makes a lot of sense because you're getting a good player. His cap's pretty bad though, so you know if you're kind of doing going all in right now, you may not need to push all your chips in for a piece like that or Meyer like. It would be what their first, maybe some of their young defensemen, but they kind of need them on the roster, anyways. He yeah, would push them over, though, man. I mean, that's yeah. like they—that's the thing they're missing—is that just elite goal score. They can shut down any team if they can put up three or four every night with that with him on the team. Then it's going to be difficult to beat them. I yeah. would be shocked too if Vegas goes after a goalie given if they know that Thompson's not returning this year 
or he's out for a while that they go after one of the goalies on the market. I wouldn't be shocked to see if uh, Vegas did that kind of a wild card move just to sure up things in the back end. So it's not Eden Hill or uh, Brissot in that. But. Yeah, but it's Logan Th- Thomas signed long term. Probably. I, I mean, he's, yeah, he's young, right? I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they just bring in a rental though for this year. Yeah. Like a uh, Gibson or like, Ooh, yeah. Okay. Off. Yeah. Or just an older guy, just one year deal or, and then kind of cut him after that. But yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Clearly they're making moves for something. So yeah, guess we'll see. Um, all right. I think that's it. We'll have our best bets out tomorrow. Uh, we'll see if we can stay hot in those, but, um, Betsky, Franco, any closing thoughts here? No, this is this is really when the season starts heating up. You can yeah. definitely feel it. Even this first week and a half after All Star break, it's been it's exciting. Like seeing you know Kaprizov hitting his shots on goal at home again. You know, it's actually really refreshing. And I think a lot of a lot of cappers are taking a sigh of relief because this this March till the end of the season is going to be awesome for. Uh, for prop plays and uh and just watching some good hockey. Yeah, the stu- the studs are going to start showing up and that's that's what's exciting. You know, you know these guys are going to be pushing now. It's not no more time to take take nights off and stuff like that. This is the crunch run and a lot of these teams on the on the on the brink or you know on the outside looking in are really going to start pushing. So it's it's gonna Florida is the one especially because they're yeah. they're so much on that cusp right now that I think every game those guys are just gonna be value I, I mean not value necessarily but bettable almost every game you you just hammer those guys so it's gonna be nice to to target those teams that are fighting for their lives in the next did, couple. Did you go all in on on the Ducks or I'm sorry on the Ducks on the on the Panthers when they were playing the Ducks? No, I should have. I I, I bet the I bet the save prop because I was like I don't know who to pick, and then I bet the save prop, and then I saw every single player, <laughs> every single one, and the, <laughs> I love that the books moved up almost everybody's line. Ekblad was at three point five. I think he was the day before too. Yeah, so I I had him the day before when he got bumped up to three point five, and, and he had a big fat zero. Put up a big fat zero, and I was like, that's the curse. It never it never hits, and then I was. A little gun shy going into that game against the Ducks, but I shouldn't have been. Yeah, Barkov, Barkov got bumped up. Forsling got bumped up again. It was Montour at three Montour or got bumped up too. Montour, yeah, three point five. Yeah, for when Higi, I saw it, it all that crazy. the night before, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like this. If this is starting to feel like a bait, um, yeah, I mean, like it's it, it's going to be tricky, like with stuff like that, because yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of these matchups of the haves and haves nots where you're going to see these minus 500, minus 600 games where obviously these teams are going to start wanting to lose when they realize they can't make the playoffs, and it's going to be difficult to find value. Let's put it that way, but I think we can still work our magic and make stuff happen. Yep, for sure. And then you know some of these guys will get that that extra bump up. I mean, I think. Last year at this time, that was when we were seeing the Braden Point at one point five. Um, the, I think that was the first time McKinnon got bumped up to four point five. I feel like he was at three point five for shots for a while. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I feel like the this is the time of the season where people get those little notches up, and then all of a sudden they're plus money again. And because these games matter so much, they they fly back past some of the lines. So. 
um, you know, obviously that doesn't mean it happens every game. So just, just be a little cautious with it. Um, and yeah, let's have some fun. Yeah, no. So next week we'll also have a new episode out, uh, hopefully with some trades kind of taking place. We'll do a longer episode, breaking down that, but, um, yeah, Betsky, you want to shout out your socials? Sure. I'm a Gretzky Betsky's at Twitter. Awesome. Franco? At Franco the Banker on Twitter. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter as always at Gator Betting. This has been another episode of Expected Four. Thanks for listening.